0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again.
2: Meet more. Sharp.
1: Robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon
3: Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I'm aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr.
1: Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the
0: turtles?
1: And Rashad Taylor.
3: Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm
2: the dude, man. On
1: 1080 The Fan.
4: Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Mike, Rashad, and Joe with you until 11 o'clock. If you miss the first hour, it'll be up on the Les Schwab Tires podcast after the show. You can find that all on dot thefancom and the radio.com app. Hater or Love, is coming up at 1030. And Rashad uh, wants to uh, wax poetic on some, uh, some deaths in the music industry from the past week or so. Um, right? Past three days, man. Past three this days. Sucks. Yeah, the things happen in threes, right? Um, So we'll get to that at some point towards the end of the show as well. But uh, last dance, we've been spending some time talking about that every single week. I know we're the last show to talk about the last week's episodes because uh, it's airing today. Um, But we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. And the one one thing I've been saying generally is that I was a little bit disappointed the Blazers didn't get more run in the first episode of the two last week because I was hoping – to see a little bit more than just the Clyde storyline that was in there, because we that was already teased before the episode came out. We already saw that clip, and I was hoping that you would like learn a tiny bit more about those teams, um or that team. They, hell, they made an NBA video game out of it, so I was hoping to learn a little bit more about it in terms of what they thought about Michael Jordan. But I mean, none of the Blazers were interviewed. They ignored the fact that the Blazers won two games of the series. They just showed Michael Jordan hitting all the threes in the first dominating
3: the blazers. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was like,
4: that was a little bit disappointing. Now they've been doing that to some other teams as well. I mean, the, the Suns didn't get much more love Charles Barkley got interviewed. So you probably saw a little bit more from that than you did from the blazers. But uh, the only team that really, as an opposing team that got a lot more love was the Pistons, obviously, but that was a bit more of a storyline for the bulls in those earlier years. But I was a little bit disappointed by that. I was hoping to see a little bit more about the Blazers and the Bulls.
2: I'm good. Don't need to see any more <laughs> turmoil of the Blazers I mean, in the past.
4: They totally just washed over the fact that they won multiple games in the series and 3-2. Yeah, like, they did. They were just br- like, "And the Bulls
2: won." They did bring up the Suns' victory um that triple overtime. So, yeah, yeah I guess true. you're right.
3: No, I <sighs> haven't been a, you know, a 9-year-old kid when that whole thing was happening and the Blazers were Losing to the Bulls in the finals, um, yeah, I'm like you. I, I wish they could have. We could have heard more. Uh, the Blazers team, mind you, they were in the finals. Uh, what two, two of three years or something like that? So '90 and then again in '92. So uh, you're talking about a really, really good Blazers squad at that point. And I know Michael Jordan is the greatest ever, or among the greatest ever, because I think people know how I feel about LeBron. I just think as a basketball player. He's just more complete. I totally understand Jordan as the athlete and the ball, and, and and the winner and, and the winner, and I, I get that, but it's well, that's a whole different conversation, and we'll have later. You know, that said, and we've had already many times. Yeah, <laughs> that said, um, I, I just I didn't like the disrespect of Clyde, um, just because it kind of felt. Did like... Did you think it was really disrespectful? I just kind of felt like of all the superstars they talked about, they talked about and and at nauseum about Magic, you know, and rightfully so. And then they talked about at an about Barkley and him getting his game. I and it's like they glossed over Clyde. And they just glossed over the fact that he was in that team. Let's just let's just be real. Here in Portland, we love this Blazer team or that Blazer team because they represented hard work and you know they were they, they were they were you know, a bunch of tough guys for the most part. Uh they weren't Detroit Pistons tough guys, but they were still tough guys, man. But outside of Clyde Drexler, name another top 50 player on that team. You can't. Because there wasn't
4: one. I was going to say, was Kersey top 50?
3: No, Kersey wasn't. Terry Porter wasn't. Like, none of those guys were. And those are all really great guys and, and, man, historic Blazers. But none of those guys are top 50. Man, Clyde Drexler is the person that carried that team for a long time. Now, he had some great players that were able to chip in and help him out. But they were basically the West Coast versions of Detroit. You know, at that point, man, a bunch of tough guys didn't mind getting pretty physical with you, and then just the star in between there that could score it at, at will, you know, for the most part. So uh, I didn't like how they disrespected Clyde and the Blazers, kind of glossed over the Blazers as being this, you know, kind of ho-hum team, and I didn't think that was the case. But overall, man, this is uh, – you see Clyde Drexler came out and was like, I didn't want to be a part of the Jordan Puff piece. because I it, hate that. It, I, mean, I mean, I'll mean, i be honest. Like, its it seems like there's some things that they're – conveniently leaving out I'll, I'll, be, I'll be curious to know if they really dive into the gambling and the stuff with you know with his with his dad and some other things because let's be real that's a huge part of michael jordan's story well, whether you want to whether we want to acknowledge it or not like his his gambling in one way or the other is tied to his father but, you know what i'm saying at least that's what a lot of people have the, said for then years there's a
4: conspiracy theory that his father died because of the gambling um conspiracy theory but the, the thing that I read this week that kind of countered a little bit of the, that idea that it's a puff piece was well, the director came out and was interviewed because, remember, Ken Burns, a uh, very famous uh, director for documentaries, sports documentaries, he did Ken Burns' Baseball, which is one of the most famous sports documentaries, if not the one most famous of all time, came out and was said in an article that it was a good documentary, but it didn't feel like real journalism because you knew Michael Jordan was the one who controlled all the, the content. And the director came out and said that Ken Burns called and apologized and said it was taken out of context. And the director said that Michael Jordan cut nothing from the documentary. He had the ability to cut stuff from the documentary and he barely even watched it to cut things. And he said, wait until this week, which is today. And you'll see some stuff that Michael Jordan probably didn't, you you would think he would have cut and he, and he didn't. Uh, Yes. I agree that if that was all we're going to get about his sports gambling, I I thought they would go a little bit deeper because there's a lot of, stories out there about how bad that got for him. Um, but I don't think this is a Jordan puff piece. I don't think this is a Jordan Oh, I don't, but be there are some be, people that I, it's frustrating feel that me when way. people are saying that because it's like uh, yes, he was the one who controlled the information and yes, it, there's a lot of highlight packages of Michael Jordan, but guess what? He was really freaking good. And when you're watching a sports documentary about a team and the best player on the team was the best player in the world, um you're going to watch a lot of highlights from that best player in the world, right? Yes,
3: but yes, but we forget that Jordan never won nothing without number 33. And there's also not a lot of Pippen stuff. Like we, we spent a lot of time talking about Mike rightfully. So well, Pippen got no his problem. Whole an like entire that. episode Pippen got, uh, yeah, but well, that's, you have to give them at least that much, but they should be talking about Pippen a whole lot more. Let's just be real. And people can disagree with it if they want to, but I mean, the videotape is out there. And it doesn't lie. Jordan never won nothing without Pippen Pippen's been to the conference finals without Michael Jordan on two and, and on uh on the on the west coast of that so it's not that Pippen is just this I feel like they're kind of treating them as this, just an ancillary character in the story of Michael Jordan and I get that you know but at the same time like Scotty Pippen was my favorite player from those Bulls teams You know, he was a lot of kids' favorite player from from the Bulls. He
4: just wasn't as interesting. Michael Jordan had a lot of interesting things going on for this documentary. When They focused on Scottie Pippen early. They did. They got an entire episode for him. But the last few episodes have been going back to times where it's been more about Jordan, you know, the dream team, obviously, and uh, the whole thing where he was sitting on the couch in his hotel room like, this is the only place I get any peace, obviously the gambling stuff. I'm sure there's going to be other things, you know, maybe baseball is not going to be brought up as well. Uh, probably here pretty soon in, in one of these documentaries or our, our episodes. I mean, I think we're going to see Gary Payton today, too, by the way, uh, the, the Bulls, Sonics stuff, um, the glove. But. Uh, I mean, w- what was the most interesting th- thing from these Bulls teams? It was Michael Jordan. So. I'm not upset that they're telling me about Michael Jordan, (laughs) even that there were other players in the team.
3: Yeah, I get They gave him their due. But if you talk about any time the Bulls had a struggle, it wasn't because of Jordan. It was because Pippen was gone. They couldn't get past Detroit because Pippen couldn't do it. They went four and four or eight and whatever it was towards the beginning of the season because Pippen wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? What happened? Jordan left. Pippen won 55 games lost two two less than they won the year before 53 games excuse me so yeah Jordan is incredibly important and obviously we're all excited about it i'm going to wear jordans today because i've worn jordans for every episode of the last dance you know like most people have this but.
4: text says basketball fans don't how good pippin was nobody wants to watch a 10 part documentary about him
3: no that's fine yeah that's that's cool I'm not saying even that-
4: in his interview clips he's kind of boring he's <laughs> just like michael jordan is actually interesting in his clips He's actually like being really personable and funny and laughing at clips that are being shown to him. Scotty's little interview clips in the documentaries are like, yeah, I just, uh, this is how I felt too. That's just his voice. I know it's his voice, but his personality <laughs> is like flat and he's not really showing anything either. He's going Bill Belichick
2: on you. <laughs> okay, I agree with you on that. No, line. yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a not very stoic talking about. <laughs> Again,
3: I'm not saying you'd have to have a bunch of cl- clips of Pippen talking, but it's important to make sure that we know exactly how important and instrumental Pippen was to six championships. Not just one, six of them.
4: This text from Tyler says they glossed over Portland, but they've been silent on Orlando beating them and as a Magic fan, that's annoying. Yeah. They uh shout they, out
3: to my guy Tyler Lively, That's my dude right there.
4: They did they did mention uh Shaq on the magic though, right? Am I forgetting that? They brought, yes, they, up, yes, they brought they him did. up, right?
2: Uh they brought up Horace Grant like when they were Oh yeah, that's right. That's they, right. That's right. When he sorry. left the team and they traded him away and all that. So. That's right. You're right.
4: Okay. Sorry, not Shaq.
2: Not Shaq yet, at least.
4: Um, All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, a little bit more on this. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan.
1: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
0: I love Shout
3: out, man The great little Richard, man Passed away yesterday, man We lost the great one The innovator
2: of rock and roll there was the creator a, There was an article that got posted that said The self-proclaimed creator yeah, of rock and roll And people just tore him apart yeah.
3: Self-proclaimed Self-proclaimed, no, it's a real thing He invented it there,
2: there was also a good tweet from the account of uh, the tweet of God which is basically God tweeting. Of course. And he says, I got a new guy up here, and he's rambling. Does anyone know what wop bop 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 means? <laughs> no. None of us know anything. And do we care?
4: No. No. Um, what are you looking for tonight? Or what, what are you looking for for the rest of the documentary, I should say? There's four episodes left. I think it's been spectacular. Uh, I've said it before. This is teaching me a lot because I didn't get to watch Michael Jordan live uh, until until the end of his career uh, i watched the nba starting in like 96 so 97 so i saw the very very end of his career and this is teaching me a ton I, I knew about how good those teams were i knew about the players and the teams but it's teaching me a lot about the details that i didn't know what do you still want to see that you feel like is missing from the documentary
3: um Wow. Or it might, it might that's be missing.
4: It might be coming. Uh, we, cause we haven't gotten fully caught up to current times yet. And they're about to enter the playoffs in that big season, the 97, 98 season that they're, that they're filming. Um, they just were about to be in the first round at the end. The cliffhanger of last week was like, and the first round begins now. And it's that's next week. Uh,
3: I would like to, I'd like to know more about, um about how he feels about the, his dad and, you know, really the rumors, quote unquote rumors about, how his dad passed away or why uh, his dad was killed. Um, I think there's a p- a lot of people like myself that kind of think it's just far-fetched that you just walk away from the NBA at the height of your powers uh, when it's clear that you're the guy. You've waited this whole time to be the man, you know, not Magic, not Bird, not Isaiah, you, you know, and now you finally in a position to where you're the guy and you say, oh, I'm overwinning what like that's weird at the height of your of your winning at the at the height of your you know success your celebrity everything yeah i'm good i'm just gonna go play baseball and it's you know you hear the we kind of got a
4: little bit of that last week yeah you where know, he was just like i'm burned out on being the guy you know
2: honestly i thought that part in the documentary was one of the most like amazing sports moment like Whenever, not just in sports, but in professional careers in life, has someone been so good, so dominant, so popular, everybody loves him for it, and because of that, he can't do it anymore. Like, who says, man, I'm really, really good at this, and everyone loves it, and I'm, like, the best. And, and I'm I, done. I don't like it anymore. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm going to go play some baseball. What? Like, like, no one has ever done that. Yeah. Like, who? that does not happen. But
4: not a lot of people got the same attention that Michael Jordan got.
2: Because he was so good, and that's what I'm saying. Like the, you've had plenty of athletes over the years that are amazing, but their careers come to an end because of injury, or you know they just get old. I, and Michael literally called it quits because he was too good, and it was too much for him. Like, yeah, are you kidding which, me?
3: Which, uh, yeah, which for me just doesn't called it quits. Just three, considering three how, <laughs> just considering how competitive Michael Jordan is you know that just i want to win i want to win at all costs i want to do whatever i can to win i will push people i will push teammates i will punch teammates to make sure that i get exactly what i'm supposed to get and then you just say after three straight championships which hasn't been done since the celtics in the sick in the 70s or 60s yeah i'm good i don't want to i don't want to do this anymore that's that doesn't make sense to me and then we forget that the nba or that you know there was an in- investigation launched towards the nba that lasted about 13 months and then what happened the investigation was dropped after they found no wrongdoing and then oh well yeah i'm coming back now eh, the timing of everything was just incredibly i thought they dropped convenient. it when he
4: was still in the league didn't didn't we see that in the documentary last yeah. week was that Davis yeah. stern dropped it he hadn't quit
3: yet no no the, the 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 book that i read and i'll have to figure it out it was like it was a few years ago or the part of the book that i read uh talked about the fact that Man, the, uh, they knew they were going to launch this investigation. The FBI was going to launch this investigation as far as sports and or as far as gambling and everything like that because the NBA had been covering some of his debts and things like that. So because of that, they're launching an investigation. Man, I have to suspend you. If I'm David Stern, do I have, do I, can I suspend the greatest basketball player of all time? No, I can't suspend you because that's a black eye on the league. You should walk away. You should just walk away. Say you're retired when it blows over. Come back. We'll set you up to play baseball and some stuff with the minor league. Mind you, they ain't played baseball since high school. And then you just walk onto a, was it triple A team or double A team?
4: Um, I think it was double A. I think either, it was double A. Either
3: way, you're, you're two steps away from being a, a professional baseball player, a major league baseball player. And you just get to go there. No, you'll stay here. You play this for a few months, let it boil over, drop space jam, and then come back.
4: well, Again, that's a conspiracy theory, right? Yes, it is. Um, I want to hear
3: more about it. I want to hear him at least acknowledge the conspiracy theory and say something about it. Well, that's I, what I'd like to hear.
4: I'm not sure you're going to hear that, but... Well, then it's a puff piece. <laughs> I mean, but or it's just not true.
3: If it's not true, just, just man, none of, that's, none of that's true. This never happened. Let's hear that from somebody. Let's hear that from somebody else. That's the one thing I would like to hear more about because for me, that's been the biggest reason that he retired. Whether it's true or not, man, that
2: to me makes the most sense. And to back up kind of like the puff piece aspect of it, it seems like when you're watching this documentary, you'll get the stories from everybody else, but there's this internal feeling where you're like, well, I want to hear what Michael has to say. What? Eh, I don't know if I believe this. What is Michael Jordan? What is his opinion? And that, I don't know if that's happening with you guys, but I feel like that is probably happening with a lot of people because, again, Michael Jordan's the GOAT. It's like, well, I'm going li- to I'm gonna believe him. He's the greatest. I mean, his his word goes, right? Yeah. I mean, that's and you you don't know
4: if he's telling the truth. Exactly. You're going to believe him for that anyway. But I don't know. I I still feel like he's addressing most things. And and like I said, the director said that coming up today is going to be stuff that you're going to be like, oh, wow, he didn't take that out. Okay, and maybe that's just him trying to sell it. It's possible. We'll find out tonight. But I'm curious what that is. If, If he's saying like, oh, he definitely didn't watch this episode, if if you thought that he was taking stuff out. Um, I'm very curious what that's going to be.
2: Well, even before the documentary started, um, he, Jordan said something along the lines like, oh man, people are going to hate me after watching this. I mean, we were
4: and so far. I don't,
2: I was going to say the, the only thing that really to me is like, all right, you're kind of being a little douchey. There is the fat jokes and the short jokes towards Jerry Krause. I understand they straight up hated that dude,
4: but and it wasn't just him. It was everybody.
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> very true. But you see most of the time Jordan making the remarks and, You saw Scottie Pippen say that uh, they wanted to take it at Tony Kukoc because they thought, or Jerry Krause thought he was the next guy in Chicago. So they hated him so much that they're like, all right, Jerry likes Tony Kukoc. Well, let's take him out of this Olympic game. Let's make sure he's not on factor because we want to show Jerry how stupid he is. And so the only thing, like I said, is just the Jerry jokes. That to me is like, really, Michael, like you are way above this dude, obviously on the pedestal, but he just has to throw those barbs in. But if that's the only thing so far... Uh, there could be much worse. But I
3: think a lot of that was, you know, obviously them poking fun at Jerry because, man, you haven't given me what I need as a player, or what I want as a player. Like we're still getting, we're not getting paid, we're not getting any of that stuff. So I mean, he did build the team. He, he did build the team, but you kind of did give them what they needed. He did to win. you because they keep making a millions upon millions of dollars for your franchise, and you're not paying the guys that are doing it to do it for you. That's the I think that's why they were like there was there were so many. Jabs and stuff towards Jerry Krause is like, yeah, because I'm sure you're making plenty of money, but
4: I love I'm the, the sixth
3: highest paid player on my team. I love That's the Dan
4: the Dan Marley stuff where they're like, oh Jerry Krause loves Dan Marley. I'm going to eat him alive. <laughs> Under and Michael Dan, Jordan man. just demolished him. And Marley was considered a really, really good defender. And Jordan was like, Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not good guard, enough.
3: He wasn't guarding Michael Jordan. He went And I love Thunder Dan.
2: Dan Marley was dope. You know what I'm saying? Well, but He's not guarding Jordan Pippen. Uh, I
4: believe you mean Dan Majorla. <laughs> Majerle.
3: <No.
2: laughs> and there was also that, I think, tension with the um I mean, you saw Jay Krause after that they won the second or third championship. He goes on the long rant. Like everybody says this is a great team, but this is a great organization. That's why yeah, we win. Like, and that's why jabs. Like, that's why not, they butted heads. I you're think. You're not
3: out there shooting jumpers. You're not out there working out. You're not out there doing you're just being you know, fat. That's what Jordan was saying. You're just being short and fat, bro. And you get to say that the organization is like, no, man. It's me. It's Scotty. It's it's BJ. It's all these other guys that are making it happen. So I think that's where a lot of that friction kind of came from towards Jerry Krause.
4: Well, I'm very excited for tonight, or I might watch him in the morning tomorrow. I haven't decided yet. It Depends on what I'm doing during the day, but I'm very excited to watch the next two episodes. I'm very curious to see what the director was alluding to about us being surprised being in there. I want to learn more about the baseball stuff, which I do think we're getting tonight as well. Um, it's about double a you're not interested uh, but it's about Michael Jordan <laughs> so I am interested if Michael uh,
3: Jordan played double a baseball would you watch that no
4: <laughs> I can't wouldn't please you Lynch uh, uh, not in that realm you can't no um, alright let's, uh, let's get to Hated or Love it next and uh, we'll wrap up the show after that no matter who wins I'll let Rashad talk about the, uh, the deaths in the music industry that have a profound impact on him today as well uh, but
1: first, Joe has sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080, the fan.
4: 1032 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Joe with you. That music means it is time for hate it or love it. What do we have today? Big Daddy. Mr.
2: Fisher. i got a few things. Um, Wait, no. I didn't even write anything. No, I'm kidding. I I have some things here. All (laughs) right. Uh, So let's see here. Uh, NBA, they opened up some uh, practice facilities to, I believe, just two teams, actually. I believe the Nuggets were going to, and then they didn't. So it was just the Blazers and Cavs. Nine of the 11 Portland Trail Blazers in the area were working out on Friday whereas only four Cleveland Cavaliers players. Granted, their team kind of sucks. so, But, uh, I don't know, encouraging that the majority of the players in town went to go work out and get some shots up. That That's good to hear because CJ McCollum said that he hadn't shot in, since the season ended. <laughs> but anyways, um, Shaq, he came out, and uh, he said that the NBA needs to just call it quits on this season. They need to cancel it, um, that there should not be an asterisk on this year, which to me is kind of weird because even if they start it back up, there's going to be an asterisk, regardless of what happens. Uh, So do you agree with Shaq? Hater to love it. The NBA calling it quits on this season. Uh,
4: I I do agree. Uh, I love it. I'm I've said this before, and I I know it's not super popular of an opinion and I know most people don't seem to share it, but um, I'm just down to just say, don't bring the seasons back wait until it's safe to come back and start start fresh. There's if the sports come back, of course I will watch them, of course I will enjoy them, but just for the a the safety reasons and b having awkward stat things going on and like this the weird timing of stuff, just let them just let them be done until it's re- safe to come back again. I mean all these, all these leagues are gonna to try to come back and do these unique things, but they're all gonna open up people to risks of getting the virus again. If, if what we just learned in South Korea from the nightclub thing is any any indication, you could have no cases and have one too many people in a room together and you're gonna spread it again. So I know that there's a lot of money being lost. And I know that there's reasons for them bringing the sport back. And I know that a lot of fans want the season to be finished. I mean, hell, if I was a Lakers fan, I I would want to see if LeBron could win a title for me. Uh, If I was a Clippers fan, I'd want to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard together uh, when they were all supposed to be playing healthy in the playoffs and at the full level. If I was a Blazers fan, I'd want to see if they had a chance to make the playoffs, right? Um, If I was a a Pelicans fan, I want to see Zion again, but it's just probably not safe. So just the asterisk is going to be there anyway cancel the season and wait until we're we're good to go again. We don't need these crazy ideas if it's all going to be unsafe in the end.
3: Uh, I love it as well. Um, As much as I love basketball, as much as I love football, uh, the quality uh, of uh, really the the viewing quality is not going to be very good. Uh, last night, UFC with no fans was weird. While I was, I was happy to see something back, it was there was no fans there. That could be weird. How weird is it going to be to see people start coming to games and they have masks on? Are, are the Blazers start going to start giving away Blazer-themed masks when you come into the game now instead of T-shirts and stuff like that? Like, there are things that, man, I, I think are going to be kind of Merchandise. Weird. No, I'm saying that we're, <laughs> they're thinking of it as merchandising because it looks awesome to have a, 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 a Blazer pinwheel Will. You know, on your face right there. But you I've know, seen some
4: bands I listen to are doing that. They're selling like band logo face masks.
3: Oh, I can, man. There's money to be made there, right now. I know a lot of people selling masks uh online but uh, i think it's one of those things man there's no fun in a shortened season any type of lockout season or anything we've ever seen uh the champion is always iffy we always kind of question uh that championship that year even when it was the 99 spurs that won or the 2011 or 2012 um uh heat that won there's still like a little bit of yeah but it was a short season so i think that could be a problem i'll say just let it go Let's come back when everything is figured out. I mean, the people losing the money are billionaires and millionaires. I'm pretty sure they'll be fine over the next couple months or weeks until they figure out how to get things back on track. So, yeah, I say just go ahead and and kneel on the season.
2: All right. And uh, that brings me up to my next point, the billionaires and rich people running leagues and everything. And one of the talking points about this coronavirus and getting sports back up that's kind of been – Erkin me is the football in college, NCAA and the uh, cry for help from the athletic directors and everybody saying that we need to have a football season. It is it's vital to play football this year because of what it does for other sporting programs at the uh, schools. To me, just to get on the soapbox, I feel like they're going overboard and they feel like the world's going to end if they don't play football. And I just feel like that's a little ridiculous. So, hate it or love it, the N. C. and it's obviously way early for this, but the NCAA college football season should be canceled this upcoming season. Let's uh, try our best to look into the future. I mean, a lot of logistics with this. We've heard about the kids back on campus that needs to happen.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna hate it just
3: because now you know, unlike the sporting events where you're talking about one gathering per. Uh, per week for a lot for as far as NBA and stuff like that, a couple gatherings per week. Uh, you're talking about college students that have to live on campus together, live in dorms together and stuff like that. So that risk is still going to be there for, for quite a while for a lot of people. Um, also, the one thing we've missed is we miss spring games. We've missed the opportunity to really get a lot of these kids familiar with the campus for those <laughs> that were going to be like the last year. Uh, obviously, not being able to go over certain defensive schemes and offensive schemes now that you have uh, is going to be a big problem. Springtime is typically when you're able to do those things (laughs) moving into the summer is when you're able to do those things what is college football going to look like if teams aren't prepared if teams haven't if guys coming straight out of high school haven't really learned how to tackle yet haven't learned how to read a college defense haven't learned how to play the running back position on the next level like these are things that are important for spring and uh and summer workouts that these kids are not getting an, an opportunity uh to really do so yes i think they should just go ahead even if they maybe they can shorten the season, but at this point, I don't really see that happening. So maybe just canceling the season altogether, just to make sure everybody is prepared uh, for what's moving for, what's going to happen as we move
2: forward. Uh, you said hate it or love it. The NCAA college football committee, whoever makes the decision should cancel the should upcoming cancel. season. Um,
4: I'm going to say hate for now, because that's still months away. And there is a difference between the billionaire professional franchises losing money and college football, which gives a lot of money to universities not being able to function, uh, which would have a massive effect on the other sports and athletic departments. I mean, we already saw, what was it, Cincinnati canceled their soccer team already? Like the they just Men's were like, soccer, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to see a lot more of that if college football. It doesn't happen this year. So I think they're going to wait a lot longer to make that decision. Um, And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to be patient now and not have to rush to make that decision. Uh, But I do tend to agree with Rashad long-term. I I just don't see how it's possible that you play college football this year. I mean, if rule number one is the students have to be on campus, are we going to be able to have students in schools that have large stadiums and large dormitories and put them all together mingling and intermingling? No, I don't think so. Are you going to be able to trust those students to do the smart thing once they're free of being stuck in their home. Double point right there. <laughs> uh, no, they're not going to. So if that is rule number one, students need to be back for college football to happen, then no, it's not gonna happen. Um, if they try to make an exception because they, because of, well, money. Um, okay, you've got a limited amount of players that are living together or living you know on campus and you're being socially distant or physically distant and you're trying your best. Again, I bring back the nightclub thing that we learned from South Korea today is groups of people that are large spread the virus. <laughs> I mean, they say what? You're supposed to be with, with people, uh, less than 10 people right now, right? It's less than 10. That's, college football team has how many? 75. And there's two teams. And there's staff and there's refs and there's coaches and it's, I mean, it's a lot of people. And you're gonna do all this, the right things. I just don't see it being a viable thing. So. I don't think they should cancel it yet because we don't know how things are going to change moving forward and maybe we get a treatment and then all of a sudden things change. But I think if nothing is different or very little is different, yeah, we got to cancel it.
2: All right, and on to our last one. Have a little fun with this. Do you guys remember the show on MTV by chance called Bully Beatdown? Absolutely. Where it would be probably staged, not an actual bully, all actors or whatever. But anyways someone uh, would have this bully whether it was at work or a college whatever and they would uh, get them signed up and agreed to fight a professional MMA fighter for three rounds and they would train for I don't know a week or two or whatever and so they would have these average Joes go into the octagon against whoever's amateur maybe semi-pro maybe professional UFC fighter and it went about as uh, you'd expect the majority of the time So after watching UFC last night and these just insane human beings, what they do to each other. And I saw uh, Francis, uh, how do you say his last name, Rashad? Uh, Naganu, I believe. Francis Naganu, who is just a physical specimen, heavyweight fighter. He won his fight in 20 seconds with a knockout. And I posed the question to both of you. Now imagine if uh, you could use some money. All right. $10,000. $10,000. Can't we all? One round, five minutes in an octagon with Francis Nagano. You don't have to fight back. You just kind of have to, you know, get away, run right. around. Right. Make make Stay alive, essentially.
3: Okay. No. Hate it or
2: love it. $10,000. One round, Francis Nagano. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it.
4: Hate it. <laughs> I clearly, as somebody who is uncomfortable by watching fighting, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Guys. I love.
2: uh, Imagine you could really use the money right now.
4: I love. Um, You know how much it's going to cost medical (laughs) bill-wise to fix my face (laughs) and
2: body? Medical charge, uh, medical uh, fees are covered. Oh.
4: (laughs) Medical fees are covered. (laughs) Okay, Okay, well, you're you're selling a little bit better, but still no. Still no. I don't want to get my face beat in and maybe permanent damage because I'm trying to survive for five minutes in an octagon with some guy you won in 20 seconds. No. Me running in a circle. He's faster than me. He's gonna catch me. He's gonna kick out my leg. I'm gonna break my leg. I'm gonna fall on the ground. I'm gonna crawl like a like a like a sad human and just be like, no, no, please, <laughs> a, no. A point for the imagery in my mind. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to do the Souk Brock Lesnar defense, where you curl up in a ball and hope he doesn't see you. <laughs> uh, no, I would get slaughtered. I am not. I'm big. I'm strong, but I'm not someone who's a fighter and I would not know what I was doing and I would be very hurt. And you'd have to jack up that price way higher, <laughs> even if medical bills were covered to get me to consider doing it.
3: Man, in the words of- our quick 10K, Rashad. In the words of Anthony Mackie, AKA Falcon from the Avengers, man, cut the check. <laughs> You're talking 10 grand. Uh, number one, if he, if he comes at me, I'm going to swing for as long as I can. But the minute he connects, mind you, I don't have to make it the three minutes, do I?
2: Uh, I believe it's uh, wait, the non-five minutes. minutes. Are we talking minutes, championship yeah. rounds? Okay, yeah, the non-championship yeah. are three minutes, right? Okay, he
4: said five minutes. As yeah, I did say five minutes. So make, make I, it and five. I have to
2: make it five minutes. Eh, Is just that the five-minute round? That's that's if you can make it five, congratulations. But there's no problem. Well, so with so what if I or so you're knocked out? So
3: so what if I fight back and get knocked out in the five minutes? Do I still get the money? Uh,
2: I mean, you technically stepped sold, in the ring. Yep.
3: So, yes, I absolutely do. Uh, to, you you agreed? So. Oh I, yeah. I, number one, I I don't fancy myself like a the toughest guy in the world, but I think I can hold my own in a fight. Maybe not with him for <laughs> five minutes, but I would give it. A, I I think I can hold my own for about a good thirty-five to forty seconds, <laughs> somewhere around there. Because you know, MMA fighters know spinning heel kicks and you know back. A back fist and all types of things. There's a million ways to get knocked out by somebody in MMA. Is that a real thing? A yeah, back like fist, Yes, yeah, spinning... Absolutely. Spinning, spinning back fist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. So somebody hits you with the back part of their fist when it's when it's balled up. And they when they spin and do it, that's embarrassing. So, yeah, I think I would definitely make it uh, 30, 40 seconds. I would get in there so you can cut the check. 10,000.
2: 30, seconds. 40 seconds. Sounds like me. And your winner is it's a tie. Uh, what? Yeah. We, what? We don't, we don't do ties on this, this show. Is this boxing? No, it's not. All right, then Mike won. Because, like I said, the imagery of him crawling <laughs> around on the octagon, that's pretty good. Fair enough. But you do get the last segment.
4: I'll take it. I know, you are getting the last segment anyway, so. Okay, Coming uh, up next. Uh, uh, not so much sports. No, there's, uh, there's some
3: sad news sad in the music Sad news world. and music, man, yeah. so we'll take time to celebrate these people as we come back on the fan. And all the happiness we have in store for you. We want you to have a real good time because that's just what we have in mind is that all right with you now this is a tune that i composed, and it's called tonight is the night that you make me a woman now i never intended Weekends
1: were the song. made for sports. It was a this is Sports movie. Sunday with
3: Mike and that Rashad on 1080, my the fan. To the pages of my this is Betty Wright knocking he right here. He this, said, this song was incredibly important in the 1970s. Very seldom did women, Betty, or did you hear a lot of women see, singing about sex, let alone their first time. And this song, Tonight's the Night, uh, was about her very first song, very or about very first time and everything. Time. And, uh... Awesome, awesome record. You know, you don't think about these things when you're young. But this is something I used to hear all the time in my house, man. So today uh, we lost Betty Wright. um, Grammy-winning artist. Grammy-winning writer. uh, Vocal coach. She was Beyonce's vocal coach. Uh, She's the first African-American person, artist, to have a gold record on her own label. Um, One of those things, man, somebody that as far as uh, R&B music... Um, soul music was incredibly important and uh, end up producing um, such people like, again, like the Beyonce's and the Alicia Keys and all those people that you know that do, um, you know, R&B or soul music. So uh, rest, in, rest in peace to uh, Betty Wright, uh, great. And then yesterday...
4: By the way, I think I can tell how many people know who she is because Betty
3: White Betty, is trending on Twitter. Yes,
0: yeah, And I feel
4: like people are confusing the two.
3: Yes, you know, Betty, Betty White. Is still alive. Still alive. And it's still alive and kicking what 90 something, you know, close sure. to there. You know, up there. Um, so uh not the same person. Betty, I'm probably talking about Betty Wright with a with a G in between there, but a uh, great artist, and um man, you know, she'll be she'll be missed. And then uh yesterday we lost a uh, little Richard, Tootie Fruity, you know, uh womp bop, a loo bop, wallop, bamp, Still don't <laughs> know what it means but it sounds awesome and there's not a person that doesn't know at least those words to that song you know you cannot know any other any other person i don't i don't care how old you are uh you know want mop blue bop lot bamp, boot. like if nothing else so uh if not in that order i feel like it's slightly variation. changing every time you say that too <laughs> well, well you you get the gist of it you know so but uh again the the innovator of of, of rock and roll you know and i think a lot of people would some people would argue, you know, who exactly it is, but it's between he and Chuck Berry, and um, you know, again, somebody that really opened the doors for, as an African American, as the lone African American uh, host here uh, at the Fan. Um, you know, these things are important to me, and uh, it's in the, that cult, the culture is important to me, so I always want to make t- make sure I take time to acknowledge it because it had so much to do with me and growing up and my personality and things like that. So uh, shout out to uh, to, to Little Richard and his family and everything because, again, a pioneer in not just black music, but music, you know. And so I think that's incredibly important because you talk about rock and roll. M- that's not something that's considered, quote, unquote, a, you know, black form of music. It's right? not. You no. know, it's, it's not. And Little Richard was, you know, and Chuck Berry were the ones that really introduced it to the masses. So um you know rest in peace to him and then on friday uh mr andre harrell which a name that won't ring as many bells with a lot of people especially outside the culture but um he's somebody that that was his biggest uh contribution was uh puff or p diddy and p diddy eventually gave you uh notorious big and a bunch of other acts and things like that but um you know, again, from from a music and also television standpoint, uh, he's somebody that um, executive produced uh, New York Undercover, which was the first um, black, uh, I guess, crime show that was on network television. And that was his for five years and something that uh, he was able to do at a, at a great time and a really transitional time uh, for black artists. So, yeah, for me, it's, this was a, this is a really uh, a crazy weekend for uh, for music, just because these are three people that I respect. A lot and that have done so so much uh for the culture and i know you hear people probably hear a lot of people say uh for the culture and not sure what it means and if you need to know what it means i mean, get at me on twitter at taylormade503 but
2: <laughs> it might have uh ended on a positive note last night i saw a lot of tweets about uh erica badu oh and jill scott breaking records
3: and, and yet again the instagram uh music battles come through and save the day uh, because Erica Badu and Jill Scott and I was thinking it's gonna be kind of boring. It's Neo Soul and it's like eh, but man, it was so good and it was so dope, man. Jill Scott is uh, used to be one of the writers with the roots for the longest time. For those who know who the roots are, they the, the the greatest band. Love uh, the roots. The greatest live band, you know what I'm saying, ever, you know, I believe. But uh Black Thought is one of the greatest wordsmiths and and rappers that you'll ever, ever find uh in the history of rap. But she was a big part of that. Erica Badu is just a a just a genius and just you know she's response she made Andre 3000 go from the hood guy to wearing shoulder pads and and chat <laughs> that was like, that was her that was her that changed and common she made common go from a hood dude to wearing a kufi and stuff all of a sudden like she changed dudes lives like I don't want it if it's that good you know what I'm saying and that's what, <laughs> and that's what Eric Badu came out doing for people but yeah but last night wasn't last night was an awesome awesome night to Are you to You sure you don't want it? Oh, I'm positive. Okay. If I'm changing, if, I, if I'm changing my life like that, like I'm good. I don't like change like that, but, uh, maybe but it was worth it for them. I, I suppose, you know, Andre became, Common's a, kind of a big deal, man. Common's a huge deal as an actor, as a, as still as a musician, he's still super, super dope. But, um, but yeah, man, losing those people, uh, makes you, uh, really appreciate the, for me the upbringing that I had and, uh, some of the experiences I had. So shout out to my mom, you know, cause when you're young, you don't want to listen to that music. I hate this. Turn on something else. And now that
2: I'm older, I get it. So, Saturday at 9 a.m. Yeah, I'm cleaning, it. The, cleaning the house. I don't want to listen
3: to <laughs> Betty, right? But now I'm older and I clean my house to it. So I understand. Thank you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to Mrs. Lynch. Happy, Happy Mother's Day, Day Mom.
4: Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I know it's going to be a weird one. Here's a positive. You don't have to wait for brunch.
3: Well, that's you can just good. Get,
4: maybe you're getting breakfast in bed today.
3: Huh? Yeah, well, that's huh? good. I'll take it. Huh? I mean, it looks like I'll be the one,
4: one making it, but yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the moms.
3: Oh, okay. Well, hey.
4: Happy let's, Mother's Day.
3: Let's order something great together, moms.
4: Yeah. What do you, you Go <laughs> find the best Grubhub fu- restaurant that you can find.
3: We're with it. Lobster and shrimp all night. Let's go.
4: Have a great Mother's Day. Hopefully next year it'll be a, no- a normal Mother's Day. We can all hope and pray. Coming up after us, we've got uh, Oregon, Arizona men's basketball from this year right after us at 11. 115 Seahawks Packers 2015 NFC Championship game. And then over on 910 at 2, and then joined in progress over here. Game 4 Jazz Bulls NBA Finals 98. Jump at the gun a little bit because we haven't gotten there in last dance yet. But Spoiler alert I know who wins. <laughs> Me too. Last dance tonight as well. Two episodes. Enjoy that. We'll be back next week, 9 to 11. Have a very good one, guys.